This week on Cinematographologically Speaking, the crew talk about Michael Hanukkah's fifth film, Code Unknown. Hanukkah maintains his reputation for tackling complex social issues, this time ostensibly focused on immigration, Europe, and classically, modernity. Through a series of loosely connected narratives, Hanukkah presents a picture of a modern Europe plagued with the question of identity. There is a struggle within over what Europe will be as a melting pot of a wide range of ethnic and socioeconomic backgrounds. In addition, how modernity will be confronted to fulfill or redress various grievances and shortcomings of life in contemporary society, blessed with material abundance, yet containing a dark core of unfulfilled aspirations. The wheel of so-called progress doesn't spin without claiming some victims and trampling over antiquated psychologies. So sit back, grab a drink, and join us peering into Pandora's box. Thank you, Steven. Uh, recently been criticized for that intro. I think it, <laughs> I think it's unwarranted. Um, welcome to Cinematographologically Speaking. Uh, today we are talking about Mikhail Hanukkah and his... Uh, is it 1999 or 2000? 2000. 2000. His 2000th film, Code Unknown. <laughs> Dude, he's made 2,000 films? That's right. Dude, that's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. Thank you, uh, thank you, Jacob, for the intro. Wonderful. Very thought-provoking. Um, really good. All right, so we'll do, uh, we'll do opening thoughts, and uh, we'll get cooking. Um, this was my second viewing. Love this movie. Love Hanukkah. I don't think it's, like, his best film, uh, but... Really, really like it. One of the few more overtly political films that I really enjoy. Not to say political film, but like obviously more political content than, you know, normal, say. Um, but yeah, really like it. Excited to talk about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, second time I've seen this film. Um, yeah, I really like this film a lot. I think that it is, um, it's like his most understated film, um, as far as like a lot of his kind of techniques that he uses often. Um, uh, I think it's probably my second favorite Hanukkah film under Piano Teacher. Um, but yeah, it's just very enjoyable and I think is like kind of shows uh, a nice like progression of a lot of the techniques that he's like developed or whatever throughout his filmography and like style as well i thought the movie was good i also think it's so I, it's the first time i've seen it it's the third hanukkah movie i've seen and i would rate it as just under piano teacher um which piano teacher being the best uh, as far as political content, I guess I'm not super privy. Uh, there certainly are elements which I guess are political in in the sense that they connect 
really directly to reality as it is, uh, that it's not meant to be abstract. But as far as like an, an actual political message I wasn't picking up on, which I actually enjoyed, it seemed very pure in that sense. It wasn't like a pointed political film. Um, so I'm curious to hear what everyone else has to say about it. I thought the film was okay. This is also my third Hanukkah film uh, that I've seen. I think uh, the narrative wasn't too gripping, and that's especially because of how fragmented it was. There were several narratives happening at the same time. Uh, switch between them. Uh, so it wasn't as gripping as something that's just purely lin linear. Uh, I think that where the movie falls uh, narratively, it uh, picks itself back up uh, like aesthetically. I liked a lot of the the imagery uh, in the movie, and I think that's where it's partially redeemed, um, which makes it, in my eyes, okay. I, you're not going to like this, but I would say that I almost didn't like the movie. Uh, third Hanukkah, first viewing. Um, there was absolutely amazing scenes but holistically it made a lot of the scenes that could have been good or even were good felt they lacked enough emphasis or weight to them because it was so fragmented and because like frankly i didn't even really like understand like what was going on like for like large portions of the movie um, and I would even say that I got kind of bored, which is the first time I could say that about any of the podcast movies that we've done so far. So hopefully this, uh, podcast changes my mind, but we'll see. So, uh, stunning revelations, Brody coming out as blue pilled. Um, very interesting. Such a that's, a that's a classic intro for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it that much. <laughs> okay. No, I actually am surprised by this, and uh, but it's okay because you're wrong, and so I think we're gonna come. Yeah. We're gonna come. You're gonna tell me why I'm yeah, wrong, gonna, and then I'm gonna be like, wow, yeah. wow, four point eight. <laughs> now I'm gonna come in like, yeah, this is a one point one, and I'm gonna be transformed. What's well, I am I am surprised that you find this more boring than seventh continent i thought no, i think seventh, seventh continent, continent is significantly more boring compared to this i thought this was actually like pretty fast and like it had a lot of spunk to it and i was mm -hmm. enjoying it a lot you know yeah but i guess that's i agree with that a second uh, that. yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know how much we want to get into this i don't like but the uh the pacing i agree was quick and nice well, actually, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, actually, I wouldn't say the pacing was that quick. Because there would be times where I'm like, dude, like, how long am I, am I going to sit here and like, watch this? Like, I, I, feel, I feel like I wasn't getting information. Nothing was happening. You know, like, I wanted... Do any scenes stand out that way to you? Like, any, any memorable moments where you were really bored? Uh, the very end. The very end oh. in particular. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness! Oh, but dude. those drums were the so end is dude, 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 I was, dude, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to talk about how much I was bored when we haven't talked about yeah. it much. Well, I think so. I think we should move on for a second. Okay, I'd like to say two things. I suppose first of all, I want to apologize real quickly 
both you guys in the audience, I recently moved and there's my there's a lot of noise. I'm renovating the kitchen right now and I've got some workers all around here. So you might be hearing a lot of hustle bustle. Yeah. Just uh, you know, we're gonna figure this out. He's also uh, uh he took inspiration from Hanukkah and actually is housing some illegal immigrants in his apartment. <laughs> Kudos to him. Um Troy's also naked right now for the viewers at home. <laughs> on, on his webcam right now, he is, he is naked, and that's not a I'm joke. spread eagle on webcam. Um, yeah, I think, well, you, you said that, like, you felt like you didn't know what was going on, and I feel like that is going to be, like, the biggest, um, uh, like, contributor to boredom. Like, I feel like at some point, uh, I don't know, that's just how that happens, but... Yeah, what do we want to talk about? Did someone chime? Let's, um, let's start with the opening scene. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I want to talk. No, I, 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 I want to talk about deaf children. Okay. What, oh, yeah. well, John, I thought I, I thought you said maybe it's huh? related to the deaf children, but I thought you said you had prepared uh, a substantive question to sort of kickstart us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> um. Can, uh, no, I didn't. Can we just <laughs> talk about deaf children? Yeah, okay, let's talk about deaf kids. Okay, yeah. First of all, I I love the opening scene. I love how it's like not very clear what's going on at the very beginning. But um, I don't know. I I, I like how. I, I mean, and this this is uh, this is true for the entire film. I like this kind of being dropped into this like different situations or whatever, like in the middle of something that's going on, and um yeah this this whole sequence um i don't know it's so i i don't know i think it's quite beautiful the way it's shot is gorgeous and so simple and so real and uh like real feeling and um i don't know yeah i want to talk about i want to talk about deaf kids and communication all right does does i've got grand theories well uh obviously we're going to get the, the basic takes out of the way first is all of the <laughs> words that they're signing, you know, have to do with the film, the rest of the film, right? It's like alone, trapped, maybe like afraid or something. And then, alone, I, yeah, yeah like you have all these, Hiding place. you know, immigrants going back to their home country and trying to evade the law or like, you know, live their lives and feeling alone. Yada, 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 right? It's all related. You didn't just say, oh, we'll put a we'll put a scene where they're just signing some random garbage. So, yeah, it's, it has to do with the film itself, clearly. And, um... Uh, what's the, uh... Don't we return to the deaf children at the end? And what, what, what's the, uh... What are they... What, what are the words at the end? I forget. There, there is no, uh... The the words that there is no, no words, words at the end. It's just a kid. There's a kid now. like pantomiming oh, okay. and signing. Um, um, yeah. Grand theory alert, which never sounds good when you just say it. But I mean, for starters, we open off. We open up looking at this girl. Uh, right, like we're the audience to her performance that we don't exactly realize it at that time, and then it's revealed that she has an audience and it's children. So, you know, the, like we, the audience, are likened to kids or children. Uh, yeah. But the artist is also a child. And the children, yeah, like 
Elsmore saying sad hiding place, these sort of generally negative things, although the thing acted out is seemingly negative and like scared and stuff like this. Uh, but the children can't seem to decipher what it was about to the satisfaction of the artist. And uh, and then this goes to the movie. Very true. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Yeah. A very a very classic Hanukkah take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given given that he thinks that uh you know explanations are a bit ridiculous given like mm-hmm. any like serious problem, like an explanation is usually relatively futile or like we're left like pretty incapable of something. Yeah. I think of Seventh Continent, obviously. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely present here, which is why I think, uh, and we'll get into it later, I'm sure, but which is why I think the whole political nature about it, like I said, I enjoy because I don't think that there isn't, like, an obvious position to take. It really felt more honest and uh, ambivalent, like it's just trying to show you the problem, uh, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. That is, I think this scene sets up that whole atmosphere of, like, in terms of at least the political thing, yeah, because I think, right, it's covering topics that are political insofar as, like, they're well-discussed. But, yeah, what I like so much about it is it's 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 not neutral. Like, it's not neutral, but rather, like, it presents – it seems to present all these micro-arguments or, like, give you these certain senses, uh, but leaving you ultimately with no sense of direction. So it's not like – like it, 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 I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like it's like a super neutral look, and it doesn't also seem to me that it's like, oh, well, here's um good thing about immigrants, and then oh, but here's bad thing about immigrants, and they just sum to zero. But rather, like you're just shown these very yeah. complicated situations, uh, some indicating other things, and yada yada, and in the end, yeah. you're like, oh, I, I don't, you know. But yeah, I, right. I, that's what I like so much about it is like, uh, at at the risk of sounding cringe, it sort of speaks to like. Uh, the like ultimate complexity of like the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I, th- you go. No? Okay. I'll go. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, Jacob, you just said that the, the, the words or whatever that they're trying to guess what she's doing or whatever is relating to the themes, um, with like immigration. But I mean, I think it's also, um relating i mean we spend like uh almost a majority of the film with uh with juliette binoche you know juliette binoche's character and it's like i think i think a lot of these words and stuff definitely relate to the like things that don't have uh as much like political connotations um a lot of i think a lot of like the the kind of themes that we're talking about like um with like seventh continent about like uh just like modern modern world or whatever and like uh being an artist in modern world and blah 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 um and like the the situation that those characters are in is still uh like all of these words and stuff definitely apply to them as yeah. well i didn't contain um, it to just yeah. the political themes i just said okay yeah, sorry I didn't, I didn't mean to, still, to yeah. peg you for that i just thought i'd say Good that as I have, unless someone's got something, I have a, maybe a good, good idea that could get us going on something for a while. All right. Let's sure. hear it. Go ahead. Maybe Elsmore, uh, you know, unfortunate. Elsmore. <sighs> Jacob is right that, uh, 
Um, modernity sucks. Blah blah blah. What you want to you want to <laughs> give us maybe a spiel about how this movie is just another one, another another ailments of modernity. Uh, do you see that film? Do you see this as in that vein? I mean, I think it is not in the same way necessarily. It's it's a little bit of a different approach, right? Because it's like whereas most of the other films are uh, addressing modernity as this like abstract proposition, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, what is it to live a in in the modern world as a middle class person, you know, in Seventh Continent? You get that. That's basically the full the full brunt of it, right? Whereas yeah. this is it, this goes like a uh, a layer deeper, or like I guess a layer shallower. Uh, because it's addressing concrete uh, things about the real world, as opposed to just this idea of modernity. Um, mm. I think it's I think it's less abstract. Uh, but obviously, he uh, has a consistent uh, outlook in his effort to, you know, do social critique, right? Um, so I mean, yeah. There's there's some of that. Well, let me know what you think of this. My theory, working theory so far, is something along the lines of like the like the overarching presence is that of modernity, specifically like first world modernity. Yeah. And its effects like not its effects, but like the relationship between all these people and modernity. And right. like these people also find themselves uh like in different um right they're in different milieus they're in different mm-hmm. like uh spaces so like you have like uh Anne who's the Juliet Binoche character uh right she's like fully entrenched in modernity for all we know right born and raised she's an elite right mm-hmm. you've got uh the uh Bulgarian maybe Bulgarian immigrant woman are they Bulgarian? I I don't know. They, that was my best guess. Co- I think they're uh, from Kosovo. Maybe they're. But isn't Kosovo's in? No, Kosovo's in Serbia. Oh, Serbia. Yeah. Okay, so you've got them, right? You've got the, the immigrants that are they're sort of like this this force towards modernity or whatever. Um, yeah. you've got like the father, and oh my gosh, I want to talk about him, like the father and son on the farm. Yeah. Oh so my gosh, when he cries in the bathroom after all they have to eat is beets. And then gets yeah, him the yeah. motorcycle. All this stuff is so heart crushing. But right, he is in like a non-modern frame where the modern world is like has him surrounded and is crushing that way of life. Yeah. And his son is drawn away from him by modernity. And anyway, so like just this thing, like each character can be viewed as some kind of like like defined by their relationship to modernity. And then also, um, I'm also operating. I sort of. I'm very open to the fo- the photographer's take where he says that life, you know, life is complex in modernity and elsewhere it's simple or simpler and more straightforward and more easier to get a grip on. Like he talks about, you know, he's when he's when he's out in the war-torn countries and stuff like this, right? It's like very simple and only when it's back home that things get complicated and a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm sort of also like buying into that i think that fits in somehow yeah I, I that's a good take i haven't considered that angle but like it was i didn't put it into uh actual thought but 
I I was kind of processing that on a on a deeper level, I guess. The, the contrast level. between the farm and the the boy wants to stay in the city. He wants to stay with mommy, mommy modernity. <laughs> he doesn't want to go back to father farm. He wants to stay with mother modernity. <laughs> um, Maybe unironically true. Yeah. Steven will be the judge of that. Well, actually, we can relate this to uh, the sorrows of young Werther because he actually escapes the city to live a more patriarchal lifestyle in the countryside. And really, uh, Hong Konka is just a total hack fraud <laughs> because he's just ripping off like German romantic literature uh, to make this film. Well, he's surely aware of it. All right, you can edit that out, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone. All right. Okay. Can we? Do we want to talk about? Let's talk about like do, like specific topics, like the immigration lens, or some the racial talk, and like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could talk about we could talk about the racial thing. Uh, I I uh, I mean, yeah, we can talk about the racial thing and like the introduction of the of this like young black guy yeah. that um and and that like first kind of the first like contention of the this, film uh, name, like amadi um, or amari or something uh yeah or amado or something like that it's i think that's um, i don't i have no idea how to say it amadu okay i think so yeah okay yeah but but yeah he um yeah we have his like first like contention or whatever um like with the the with the kid who's running away from the farm, you know, and he's like, he like is like holding him to this, like, uh, throwing the trash in the woman's lap, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was so mean. So bad. That was so, yeah. That was, that was yeah. Yeah. The throwing the trash lap is, it's so, yeah. I'd, but yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, go sorry. Ahead. I just got to give my take where it's like, uh, like this film is not neutral at all. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not neutral at all. It is, uh, uh, dude. Wait, hold go on. Ahead, I want to hear. Ahead. Wait, I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear reason the why. Western man throwing the trash in the homeless woman's lap, only for the noble savage to come up, you know, and be like, "Oh, you know, that's not right." You know, it's kind of like that's already even if it's presented, even if you know, we could assume that he's conscious of this being a like a trope, um, and but he's still inserting it in, uh on purpose to try to just explore every avenue of this question um to to kind of put that trope in there about how you know okay it's actually us we are the bad ones you know we gotta we gotta bring them in because you know they're noble and and they know how to treat people right whatever like i i it's not it's never contrasted with like a different trope yeah, and, but like, like it's just like suburban mom, uh, outlook. You know, is like. No, I think I think it is contrasted with a different trope in the uh, Arabs later on, where he spits on the lady's face. Like, so you get this other this other trope of like just like this obviously bad like immigrant culture of weird, you know, and you're oppressing us, and he yeah, spits on her. And she, he's clearly he's the bad yeah, person. Yeah. Clearly yeah. he's the bad person in that. I don't know. Like, and, no, and, 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 and I don't even think it's clear that. Amadi, uh, what, 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 what do you think his name is? Amadu. Amadu. Uh, yeah, but I could Amadu. be wrong. Yeah, I wish I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to scrub through it and find out. But uh, the first interaction, I don't even think it's. I mean, do you think that um, 
like if you see someone like disrespect a homeless person like this gives you warrant to like get physical with them and, and hit them oh no yeah no. right like not at all like yeah. you don't even think that the, this person did the right thing like it's not like the impulse seems super agreeable like what he's reacting to is a terrible awful thing and like it was probably it was good up until it gets so physical like no you're not going anywhere you gotta apologize to this woman like this seems like a total like dad thing like like you know a dad like a son does something bad and the dad punishes him by making you know yeah right but then he gets all physical and gets all crazy and doesn't have like quite the proper interaction with the police and stuff like this like like i don't even think the first encounter it's clear at all that this person has done well or behaved properly yeah, like it's yeah. all and it's such a mixed i think and i think i think that's exactly i completely agree with troy and he was super cringe about the way he went about it and also like you know if you're from the police's perspective like you know i wouldn't consider them to be like in the wrong or them being like i don't know racist or something like that because like you know they didn't see him throw the bag at the uh at the serbian and you know as far as like they're concerned like that isn't really like super law-breaking i don't know the laws in france but you know i'm I'm sure like you're not going to arrest somebody for that but if you're going to be fucking fighting some dude and trying to escape from the police yeah okay after they ask for your id like the internal logic of the scene i'm just talking about the framing of the entire scene you know what i mean yeah is like I, i don't i don't think that the framing i mean i think i think maybe the initial the initial framing that comes off it might be what you're talking about, but then as you progress through the movie, you kind of find out who each of these characters are. And, like, the kid is kind of an asshat, you know? Like, he's, like, not, and, like, he's, like, disrespecting his father, blah, 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 like, is, is kind of bitter, and he's just kind of an asshole. And so, like, his, like, throwing the trash in the lap, blah, 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 can be, I mean, it, 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 it becomes it becomes less politically, that, like, um, initial political lens, I think, kind of deteriorates throughout the film and like the the amadou he like uh it's kind of revealed that he's like pretty self-righteous as well like not just only in the first encounter but as it goes on he's like feels entitled to some kind of something or other like, like the watch in, the watch oh. thing yeah like Whoa, this watch super, thing with the girl in the weird. restaurant and and i don't know where the, sorry. i don't know what the implication is with the watch thing i think that scene is so good because he right he he shows up and he's like uh we ordered a window seat and the waiter's like uh yeah let me check on that buddy and he looks at him like oh is this gonna be like me getting discriminated against right like am i gonna get discriminated against is something going on here blah 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 waiter gets back and says uh actually you're super late right and he's like oh okay i'm just late right so like one i think that's a real thing of like like it not a real like not like that that would be something that this guy is thinking about right especially as like the first scene is framed either as oh you know young man trying to do the right thing you know and then the police show up at just the wrong time and everything looks bad for him and he gets handcuffed versus like young man starts to do the right thing takes it too far it goes poorly and things go as they probably should have gone or something and then anyway the watch thing i think is a different thing i think that's all on the girl well Oh, really? Well, okay. I think it's we, weird. We can... He behaves weirdly. She behaves weirdly. Her taking yeah, yeah. the watch I mean, off reminds me of like a kid but... who's made a decision impulsively and then wants to take it back but feels like they have to commit. You know, like like they're on this date and she – that whole date thing has super cute moments, I feel, and then super weird moments 
Like when she takes the watch off, yeah. I feel so sad for her because I feel like I don't know that watch could have been anything, you know. And she does it so quickly. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the 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 that scene. Yeah, obviously that interaction is more complicated and maybe not the best example of what we're talking about right now. But I think I think the main point with what we're talking about right now is that I think that this kind of initial political framing, um, that you you could maybe project onto it like, um that view but i don't think that it that holds up super strongly as the film goes on like it's revealed that it is much more complicated and much more individualized like to each person like all like the players involved in that situation um yeah just clarifying his name is amadou or maybe like amadoua i don't know a-m-a-d-o-u worth noting that we hear he's amadou worth noting he speaks perfect french well, yeah, I mean, I speak from that's racist. Countries speak what, you, what you say, you can't. What are you True. saying, you can't? No, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't come off in that first scene as, like, uh, an immigrant, you know? Yeah, whereas, like, his dad has a super heavy accent, yeah. but uh, still speaks French. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, um, uh, Jacob. What are we not here? Are we, what, what do you think, Jacob? Yeah, are we not, okay. we're not getting what we're well, saying. Just to circle here. back. Is this not being addressed? Also, my thoughts are of that my own and not my employer. <laughs> that is so true, <laughs> Troy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I still, I still think it's slanted, and that might not necessarily be at the detriment of the whole film, but like, it's definitely not. Uh, the the initial encounter, right? I mean, I mean, maybe this isn't a controversial statement, but like it's it's the it's just a trope, right? Of like he's trying to do something good, but then it goes a little uh, wrong. But the, and the police show up and automatically assume that he's the aggressor, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll come he, with my free will," and they're yeah, like, "Don't he move!" Is the aggressor. Yeah, and he's but I feel like moving, he, and it's just uh, you're. I feel like you're thinking about how it might look to a broad audience and not what you think. Don't you think I'm, he was the aggressor? He took it too far? He got physical when it wasn't warranted? I mean, sh- sure, but I'm just saying, like, the, the scene, like, as... It, I'm just making a comment on, on the framing of the scene, you know? Not, not on how, like, internally consistent the scene is, you know, or... or whether or not what happened might might be justified or i'm just saying like you know what i mean like it could have played no. out a different way but it was chosen to play out in this specific way which is also a a trope right so that that's not necessarily at the detriment of the mess like the the overall film and what it's trying to accomplish with with doing this sort of commentary but i'm just that's what i was saying I'm I'm just confused because it sounds like you're saying it's a trope, but you also think it's actually very different from the trope. What? When did I say it's different from the trope? Well, I'm saying, like, it seems like the trope is someone trying to do the right thing, right? Minority tries to do the right thing and totally unjustly, right? Like, cops come in and, and they're, they're discriminated against and, like, you know, oh, the, you know, everything's against them. Whereas... This situation is notably different in that the character seems to actually do the wrong thing. Like maybe has a good intention, but starts to behave in such a way that the police response is appropriate. I, is that not? Do you agree with that characterization? Um, 
I, I I wouldn't say I agree. Like I don't remember the specifics of the scene because he did. See now we're just like he sure he did get aggressive or whatever. What wasn't the uh, wasn't Brody also? Didn't Brody get physical at first as well? What? Oh, that's Wait, pretty. The, who, that is actually so funny. Oh, you're calling. Oh, you're calling. Those kind of like Brody. Um, no, that's the first thing I. No, okay, right. Just to give to give a break. I mean, on some level, I think I don't know. I hope it's not futile to like get into such detail in the scene, but I feel like it kind of sets the state. Like this is like a large part of what the whole film is doing this is, in all I these mean, different this is my scenarios. Favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it's or maybe so my good. second favorite Let's scene. But just yeah, he throws he throws garbage. We're not gonna watch it, but he throws garbage in the girl's lap. Right, mm-hmm. he's not like hurting or anything, but he, he's super disrespectful. Whatever, throw some trash in her lap, and then Amadou uh, kind of grabs him and is like, "Hey, you're gonna apologize." And he's like, and the other kid walks away. He grabs him again, starts pulling him back to the 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 woman, mm-hmm. and multiple times the 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 kid tries to leave, and Amadou gets physical with him, and then one of the times he gets physical with him and slaps him in the face. And then they like yeah. start to actually get a little more physical. Uh, when he also sides. tries to like run from the police, like yeah, that's like an impulse I respect. Well, yeah, it's a weird thing too because he's like, no, 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 I'll come, and they're like, well, you better start coming, and and then they, I don't know, it's a weird. It is a weird yeah, thing. I mean, like, that, that whole situation is super, super uncomfortable. Can, well, can I say one more thing? Is that the yeah? He's like, the, I don't know. He's resisting at some point. He was just resisting um, the, the guy resist. touching him. Yeah, because well, the officer was trying to grab him, which maybe says something about him because he was really liberal about you know grabbing Brody over here. But as soon as someone grabs him, it's a big <laughs> no-no. So yeah, that's probably yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, all of a sudden it's this huge autonomy issue that yeah. the police aren't respecting. So yeah, he it, he won't respect the autonomy of others, but it's it's a thing. Well, yeah, but yeah, sorry, John. You got it. Well, I was going to say the other thing that's interesting about him, like trying to make him apologize is the, uh, the, the woman seems almost like she has, she wants nothing to do with it, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, she gets, like, she just sees this whole situation yeah. and then, well, I mean, there's also, I mean, I think there's that as well as like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, she's not, he, the Amadou seems to be like thinking that he's like on her side or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. even though. I mean, he ends up being the reason why she gets deported, but, and, and also, and also, yeah, I mean, she just seems to have nothing to want to do with it in the first place, like, as he's yelling and screaming and trying to get him to apologize. Yeah. Um, and we hear, yeah, we hear, sorry. Then they go and grab her, the police officer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah her, and, it's, over. and it's Amadou's fault, you know, like, yeah, I mean, grabs her, in some way, her I mean, not, not like he intended that at all, but, but, um, but yeah, that's just another I mean, it. that's also kind of a, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'll just use the word trope again, is like, you know, this, this immigrant lady, she ends up getting deported uh, by some, like, random circumstance that was out of her control, you know, where, like, um, you know, she's the, she's a, the victim of a, of a, completely meaningless and like small social problem like social interaction you know but she ends up being like this massive victim yeah i think of her entire arc as being extremely limbo like how she i can imagine her like she she 
she leaves. She's like when she gets deported, she well, first off, she's begging initially. So we know things aren't going well for her. She gets deported. She's initially kind of happy because she gets this romantic nostalgia about the home and everything. And then she gets uh, she eventually gets like fed up with that sort of boredom or something. The Manani or like the 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 nothingness associated with living in her like original hometown. And then so she decides to go along and get back over the border where she just ends up being poor again. And so I think that it is cool to... Fr so I agree that there's a, a lot of tropes going on, but I also think that uh, Hanukkah's aware of them and then they're subverted uh, in like really important ways, uh, but that the tropes... Like, he's conscious and the tropes are there. Uh, but ultimately, I like just seeing it as like a clash of characters. You have, you know, uh, Amadou, who's like extremely... He's like existing within the modern structure extremely resistant to the modern structure. I think the fact that he is fighting for his autonomy within it is really interesting. Uh, you have the uh, shorter, you know, the Brody, who's uh, his super... His name's Gene, by the way. I uh, like... His <laughs> name's Gene. Oh, Gene. Gene. And then, and then you have... Uh, is it Gene or Jean? Yeah, it's probably Jean or something. Brody? Whatever. You have, you have him, and he, he is also resistant to modernity and wants some sort of autonomy in his life. Uh, they're just both going about it in a different way. One's, you know, I mean, clearly, and also one's probably, you know, one's younger too, I imagine, maybe not, but uh, yeah. And then uh, and then you have her who's in like this limbo state. Um, I don't know. And then you have, uh, also, remind me if I'm wrong, and like, it'll be really cringe if I'm wrong, but Benoche's, uh character, she is the girlfriend of the boy's brother. Is correct. that correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, okay. yeah, the photographer. Right. right. Right, right, the photographer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a pretty good opening scene and that it, there are a bunch of tropes at work, but that they're subverted in certain ways and it's handled in such a way that it was enjoyable and didn't come across as, like, cringe tropey. Yeah. I don't know. I think just one more thing about this scene, at least for me, and then Steven, I actually dis I agreed with all that except for I think Amadou is trying to integrate with modernity. Um, I... And the only reason I think that is because, well, one, I don't know, like to take to take part in this, like, you can't do that. That's not OK. Right. Is to like sort of, you know, invest in this like culture or something. Although maybe it's also an in-group, out-group thing. Like he maybe identifies with the, the migrant woman. But also, I don't know, his parents keep it's mentioned multiple times by his parents. They don't like that he's hanging out with white people and like dating white girls and like, uh. All that type of thing so maybe i don't know i'm just thinking that might be something right and then just i, I do mm -hmm. well just i just want to say autonomy it. being autonomy being very different from racial identity yeah like i don't think that he's clinging to a racial identity uh as such but is interested in his autonomy mm -hmm. uh i don't know yeah just to just to distinguish the two the point of what i was trying to say is that like the the reason why i brought up like a quote-unquote trope is because Hanukkah repeatedly, uh, you oh, know, you can't listen to him. Pronounce know anything? Well, like he, I'm just saying he he like frequently like pronounces that you know films often do too much to manipulate the viewer, and you know he wants to make things more, um, just kind of a a, a deadpan like reflection of you know, some sort of reality, and then let you on your own interpret it or whatever. Uh, and so I'm just saying that this this scene is like like it's not 
it, it would be incredibly easy to just do a, uh, like a more stale, like deadpan, uh, what's the word? Representation of, of some sort of interaction like this, but like it's, it is still like somewhat pointed, you know, even if there are multiple points. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Can I? We're back in it. I don't know if it's like, uh, I don't know, because I think the, the point, the, the anti-manipulation point is exactly right here in that if you were to present the trope in like a much more straightforward way, like, you know, we've, we've all seen like, you know, if the trope were presented in such a way so as to like, just speak to a political narrative or something, that I would be more manipulative. perfectly ambiguous. It's... it's I think it's yeah. I'm. I think it's perfectly ambiguous. I don't see the point in nature you're talking about. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should just move on because we, this is gonna talking about this is going to necessitate bringing up certain uh, examples and and talk about other things, which we don't really want to do here. We don't want to talk about the film. <laughs> yeah, I definitely disagree with that. I. That's why I'm saying earlier about like. I don't know. I'm not to accuse you of cringe, but first degree cringe. But I feel like you're thinking about like the way I'm n it looks. No, I mean, cause it, cause no, no, no. I think. Well, I mean, but to, no, no, but to, to 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 invoke some kind of real life example would to like would be to like deny the reality of this situation. Well, I okay. I, it would be to say like, oh, well, this is just a movie, listen, and it's trying to have some okay. effect rather than like looking at the situation like that. Right. This is the example. Listen, I was just saying something to move the conversation along. I wasn't; those weren't necessarily uh, words I'll stand by. I was just saying, okay, if right. we're gonna talk about this more, we're gonna get more in depth, and then we might, you know, start talking more specific, and it's gonna get us caught in the weeds but i'm just saying that it this this isn't a a neutral scene is all i'm gonna say all right what's next the date the father yeah, and son. About the date. these photographs Ooh. oh i actually yeah, would like to talk about the, about the photographs yeah let's talk about the photographs question that i'm sure could be answered if one of them is is the answer but i my experience of watching it was either these aren't real photos, like these are photos taken for the film and thus not real, or I don't know if these are real photos or not, which I think um, like has a lot to do with the argument they have at that dinner between the photographer and the woman where they talk about like the value of the non-transmittable message or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So while I agree with like my first viewing of the film, I looked it up afterwards and these are real photos. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I, I, I'm trying to remember cause there, it might be, it might be that some of them, cause I remember with the, um, black and white photography of the people on the subway. I know that some of those are Hanukkahs and some of those are photos from a set. And I don't remember if this is the same way. Okay. If this is the same way, then more power to your well, point, but if not, then well, I guess we, we we're, could just we're neglecting the elephant in the room here, which is that all, you know, uh, photography, all war photography is fake. Right. <laughs> well, I think that's exactly what they're talking about. I mean, yeah. unless you're trying to make a more concrete point about it's all literally staged. I I think uh, that was a good way. I, yeah, I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, that didn't sound like it though. Ugh. 
that's that's anyway. why I'm here. Um, I I I also on my first viewing, I also was not sure if these were real or staged. Uh, if that Matt, if that helps uh, you feel a little bit better, Troy. Well, makes you feel a little. I, I thought I was onto something brilliant. For instance, this guy right here, this photograph. Maybe I'm just uh, yes, this. suffering uh, facial blindness, but is this not a character in the movie? No. It's not. It looks kind of no, like no. Uh, the... Uh, it looks like the guy from Gangs of New York. Uh, it looks can like... You, can uh, you proceed through the images? Can you play that scene out? I want to yeah, see yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bunch of these. They're so good. There's one with the dog, and I remember thinking, oh, this is probably not real. Okay, so I'm, we're playing oh, the a double dead time. dead dog with the, like, the woman crying. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't know. That's when I was like, oh, this is so weird. Brody, did you think the photos were real? Like, did you yes. assume they were real? Okay. Yes, I, I, I didn't even think to think that they might have been fake, huh. or uh, or staged. And are uh, these is is Hanukkah trying to do the same thing that these photos try and do, or something like tell you something about the world, or or are these like more like the trope of like oh feel bad for someone else, or right? Because the the photographer seems to try and want to communicate reality or something. Um, I don't yeah, know. I don't I'm know. sure there's some kind of parallel between these photos and this film. I didn't really get the photos at all, honestly. Do hey, wait, hold on. I might have found what we're looking for. Also, <laughs> mixed media. I think I agree. Right? Yeah, there's I something. Agree with what you said, Troy. Yeah, there's something there about, like. Because then you look at those photos and you say, oh, this is so sad. Like, you look at this family, right? Like, you look at some. Oh, no, not that one. Like, this one, right? Some family split apart, right? And like presumably there's a story behind it, like a true one, but um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Coming off, coming sort of off the back of like the first sequence with the not sequence first shot. I I mean obviously each section is a single shot, with exception of the photography. Um, but like, what can you really take away from this photo, given you know nothing about this, right? Or like, I don't know. You know, is it? Yeah. Well, does that you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And I'm certainly yeah, yeah. not. I'm not even like emotionally attached to any of those pictures. Like when I see like the gratuity, I don't feel very attached. That's not to say yeah, that's his I mean, point, but I mean that's just how it's. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I think it is the point because later you have the second set of photos, um, the black and white ones, which um, is are in total contrast to these, where like the black and white ones are like very simple like everyday people you know what i mean and these are like grotesque like like almost like pornographic like in 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 how extreme they are you know and i think i think that there is um some kind of i mean i'm trying to remember what the monologue is in like the letter um over the, the second one second but, series? Yeah, in the second it. series but but basically the um yeah i mean I, th I think he's making some kind of point in like contrasting this this kind of grotesque like thing that's trying to get a reaction out of you and i think it, and then this other thing that's much quieter and distant which i think is very much in line with like what hanukkah does uh i want to talk about funny games i know i don't know how many people have seen it but like um but basically I mean, okay i won't explain funny games but but basically i mean he use he, he has the use of like violent uh things in his films to like get a reaction out of you and then he then he has like that whole thing about like raping the audience into autonomy, you know, and like I think that 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 these photos are very much like a part of that whole idea of like the the artist who takes these 
like uh, pornographic like photos of violence, and then the photographer takes like these almost like more human photos of people in the subway or whatever, something like that. That doesn't beg your beg your attention the same way that these violent ones do. Mm, mm. Yeah. Or yes. Or, I mean, <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't thought about that for some reason. I had been thinking about funny games. And just how much I love it. But yeah, it does seem to be a switch from like, I don't know, you know, the the yeah. the Chad Hollywood to the based Hanukkah uh, <laughs> contrast. Um, if you'd yeah. like, I can read what the second letter says. Or maybe it's not so relevant. Or he tells the story. Yeah, he tells the story of how he had been taken by Taliban fighters and was being held somewhere. And... The first Taliban what member. What can I do for you? Huh? What can I do for you? Yeah, the first Taliban member keeps implying he's about to kill him, and then a new one comes and just keeps saying, you know, what can I do for you? And it takes a while before the photographer realizes that's the only thing he knows in English. Um, uh, I think there. I don't know. Uh, could be a cringe read, but you think about modernity and you think about the, you know, the the extreme interest of people to enter a modern society. For instance, the. Um, do, what 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 uh where's she from? Where's the immigrant lady from? Kosovo, we, Kosovo, Kosovo, yeah. The co the lady from Kosovo, like, uh, there is some sort of like you know dream obviously associated with entering some sort of like, per, you know Paris the city something like that. Just like the the boy Gene, aka Brody, uh, wants to, uh, you know enter into some sort of like um something like what does modernity have to offer you? And there is something uh kind of funny behind it because. There is this like dialogue that wishful people have, like, what will it do for you? Similar to this like Taliban uh, person who will say it, but then you realize that there it's basically like empty words or something like that, or that the dream itself is relatively empty because there is no like, I don't know, uh, better life. At least you know, uh, it just comes along with its own complexities or something like that. Some sort of like downplaying of modernity's goodness, you know. That's a classic Hanukkah, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just a thought I had. That Anybody is, I sympathize mean, with that view or no? Disagree? I, I think it's definitely interesting. I definitely like the, I like the, like I think it's what you're saying about, um, like the woman from Serbia trying to, sort of like right like, um, yeah. Well, she goes back home and it's such a good situation and I really liked it. It made me feel really good. Like oh, she's back home. Yeah, she's got so a family. Cozy. She's all stuff. Right, and Paris, she's like just a beggar, and at home, she's the grandmother of a big family, and all these you know moves are happening with the marriage. Anyway, and then she goes back because allegedly it's such a good opportunity, right? Like she wants to go and try and you know uh, gain resources from modernity, and yeah. and and presumably take them back home, and uh, but it seemingly can't be done, and she's faced with just like further humiliation. Which she's all too aware of, as we learned from like her conversation with that woman in the hallway, where she talks about how you know someone, she, someone looked at her as if she were disgusting and filth, right? Right, and right. Didn't want to touch her. And then she lies. She lies to the people back home yeah. about what her occupation was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, but yeah. but which, which is funny because it's like mm -hmm. she's she's keeping the myth alive by doing that too. The yeah. the dream, you know. And the the associated like uh, fantasy of of what modernity can offer. Yeah, it's, it's also, like an it's like a lie. It's empty words, similar to what this Taliban soldier says. They're just words. 
Uh-huh. I'm gonna keep thinking about the Taliban thing. I suspect it might even okay. be more interesting than like you're saying it is. I don't know. There's something I had thought about that. Go uh, for it. But it is a super interesting thing. There's something there. I don't know. I'll have to, I, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna say something about it. Maybe I'll come up with something. Well. Sorry, what, what, uh, just, that, you just start, sorry, go for it. Okay, are we going to continue as is, or are we going to wait? Uh, we're going to... Oh. Alright, well now see. it's too late, we're waiting, I suppose. Yeah, we can just right. well, then I'm, then I'm paying. Right, so, oh, okay, so, so Troy, I have to, uh, I have to say, you, you, you talk such big game about un- avoiding political issues you know, uh-huh. over fear of being controversial or something. Uh-huh. But you just, like, blatantly keep calling Kosovo Serbia, and that's going to really yeah. make our Kosovoan listeners <laughs> angry, <Okay>. considering <laughs> all the conflict to establish Kosovo as an independent state. So I think you better... Oh, I think Kosovo you better, is an independent state? Yeah, I think you better tone down on that rhetoric. All right, I that think Kosovo is Serbia, because it's really going to piss some people off. All right, all right. I... What I just said was actually also a comment on the film, if you, you know, are 300 IQ. You're both back. You know, you can't can't avoid being... uh, You can't avoid confronting these issues. All right, ready? Yeah, mm-hmm. where are we at? We're in silence. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Just, we weren't... Okay. You know, just... Yeah, I think there's something there for sure, Stephen. I'll have to... I don't know. Think about it. Does someone else have any thoughts about the, the Taliban situation? You know, the, the audience can't hear you nod, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the, answer is, the answer is no. I'm just trying to think of what what our next jumping off point could be, like. Well, can we can we continue talking about the photographer's character and like I mean, I don't know. We can talk about like this uh, this uh, his like relationship with with Anna or Ju- Juliet Minosh's character, um, mm-hmm. and kind of his like. Um, I don't know. I like I like their relationship. Like I like I like this whole situation of like he's like he's often making art, you know, like and like doing something important. And then I like the the uh, like stress that puts on their relationship and the and then the like contentions that they have. Like the the grocery scene in particular is one of my favorites in the film. Uh, an interesting. This is tied to it. I'm sorry. I'm going to not talk about the grocery scene, but okay, their relation, but their relationship. Um, there is something interesting about uh, the whole, as uh, Troy and John were saying earlier about how the photographs, the first photographs. This is mostly, I think, John's point, but that the first photographs don't really evoke much emotion or something or much attachment. You don't feel very immersed in them. The war photos, <clears throat> and. Um, and yet there is obviously some sort of, as John said, like some sort of like righteousness associated with uh, his pursuit of art, right? And the way he's doing it, he's going to go capture the raw, realistic, you know, he's going to capture the, the war. Um, 
she, on the other hand, is an artist in the sense that she, you know, she's a performer and an actress, and she she stars in a thriller, you know. And for a while, we see her um, recording and trying out for parts associated with the thriller, and uh, rehearsal uh, associated with the thriller. And those moments were extremely evocative, you know. Those were yeah. like those were so like, intense. Oh my god! So, the, sometimes I sometimes I forgot. I, I it was one of those classic moments, you know, mm-hmm. where like the acting is so good and so intensive that you you forget. You know that they're actually that this is even an act. You know, yeah. Or that yeah, they're yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because they're acting within the film, so it's like a yeah. double. Um, and I, it just seems to the point, and there, it, it kind of follows the same, uh, the same sort of um, juxtaposition that we've laid out between uh, the photographer, his photos, uh, and cinema, American, for instance, cinema, but cinema in general and their use of manipulation, things like that, uh, compared to uh, Benoche's character, her art, and you know. Yeah, the blurred lines of reality. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Okay, just to bolster that point, both times that filming takes place within the film, um, we are not like there are moments where we aren't sure what is real and what is acting. So, like in this case, right? Um, right, it's on this sort of camcorder or digital style. This is the this is the first scene. Yeah, this is so yeah, acting. we're talking about the first scene where she is like uh, auditioning for the thriller. What is this called again? This this format where it's lines, it's horizontal lines. You know what I'm talking about? Uh yeah, it, I mean it's just early digital standard yeah, definition. It's, uh, yeah. Old old yeah, yeah. Uh, crusty <laughs> anyway so bad anyway so i mean it brings attention to itself that it's being that it's yeah. well no yeah yeah and, it's, yeah, it's yeah. The main and that's deal. so incredible well, no, but there's yet. yeah and yeah. there's specifically this moment where he asks right we know we understand it's being an audition right he says do you want me to read the line she says yes please he says okay he gives her direction he says go and check the door you know okay so uh shall i read his part yes please um uh go and check the door that it's locked blah 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 but there's this like really key moment. Uh, yeah, he says, you think you hear the door lock. You go to make sure, right? Clearly direction to the actor. And then it says, the door is indeed locked. It's bolted. You'll never get out of here. And then she responds to that comment. And the, the, it's, it's super unclear the transition from direction towards lines, Dude, right? It reminds and for a quick me, moment, you think that he's actually telling her this. And, and that's that moment in that case. And then in the second one, when they're actually filming the thriller, um, I almost was, I, 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 for some reason, it didn't stand out to me the first time I saw it, but I was startled by this when it happened the second time, right? Because we open up with the filming, uh, right? They're, they're, we see them, the, we see the film crew recording them actually acting out the scene that she previously was auditioning for. And as they reach the end of the scene, it's revealed that we no longer see, like, uh, our view has become that of the camera that was being filmed in the first in the beginning part of the scene you know so there's this weird blending of reality and fiction right like uh you you know you guys know what i'm talking about right yeah in, in terms yeah. of what literally happens yeah so that is like i was so startled by that moment when she looks right into the camera and then it cuts right and says uh she can't look straight into the camera and i was like oh you know we oh yeah crazy. I, yeah I, I think i think uh i mean oh man i just want to keep talking about funny games but i can't i don't want to spoil it for you guys uh but but yeah the uh what a good use of time i love this i love this (laughs) convincing sorry the i love this like convincing of the audience something like uh like uh gripping the audience with something that they already know is not real um Mm -hmm. as they're watching it um Mm -hmm. an example what i immediately thought of just barely when you're describing the first the auditioning scene was uh the casting scene in mahal and drive 
is uh, mm. what I always think about when yep. well, I mean there's something like that. But yeah, totally. To- I mean, d- different mean? in in some key ways, but like very much similar. Uh, uh, this like uh, this place where you don't actually know where reality ends and the casting scene mm. begins. Well, if you if you recall from this reality. film, I actually found this out on on Reddit slash r slash movie details. Uh, the, the 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 name of the it's thriller the name of the thriller that that she's in in this movie is called Club Silencio, so uh, <laughs> kind of a cool little uh, what, what, a cool um dude allusion a cool homage or, homage a cool homage to uh, just yeah. a um, omelet just a, a cool just omelet. a cla- just to clarify just so, so when when she was in that like locked room mm-hmm. in the first scene that you see her actually acting yeah. Um, like you didn't think for like, or did anybody else think for a brief moment that like, wait, is she actually like trapped? Is there something going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Just making sure that I'm, that I'm that I'm reading the, I'm reading the room correctly well, here. Well, yeah, but not only that. Not only do you, <laughs> not only do you, not only is there some blending of fiction and reality, but like it is, in my mind, strongly uh, explained that that this is an audition. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. still you forget because the performance is so impactful, and there's also that that dialogue blend that takes place that I think is intentionally there to confuse you. And then the, just the third place where there's fiction is where we see an entire movie scene, right, where she's acting oh, with that dude. guy. And so crazy, so crazy, oh, yeah. such a good scene crazy. because that is it's so gripping and it's so good with the child and it's you know gonna fall off the the balcony, whatever, and. Um, and then they and have then, the voiceover. So you're only told afterwards yeah, yeah. it's voiceover. And I want to mention that I think you're wrong, John. I actually don't like their relationship. I like it in the beginning when, when I like both of them and they're cute. Uh, no, I'm saying but, I like it as in it's interesting. Okay, yeah, it's super interesting. The grocery scene is super interesting and I don't actually like the characters that much. I like him much more than I like her. And then she totally yeah. betrays him by being all flirty with some, you know, uh, Fabio character that they're doing voiceovers with. And you know what? Anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> the the, uh, the the dinner the dinner scene had a lot of inter- information it, about their relationship as well. It was the, and it's, and it's, okay. Uh, was the pool was the pool scene was that a reference to something that I missed? Because when the child was hanging off the ledge and they go save the child, and then she's like, "Why'd you do that?" And he like points at a balloon, and he's like, "Ballon." You know, I swear I've seen that exact same thing in something else. And I don't know. This is more just of like a, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, a reference to something or a commentary on something else. But I just swear, I just think that I've seen that, you know. Well, uh, uh, I have no idea, but the classic cringe take coming in. First, I do, before I, before I say the cringe take, I want to say... Just double down the scene where they're doing voiceover for the pool scene. You know, so cozy. Uh, it's so crazy because at first you don't even know they're like flirting, or, or you see them flirting. You're like, oh no, like I guess that other relationship's fizzling or whatever happened there. Mm. And then, and then, it, then you're like, oh okay, it's uh, it's just it's just voiceover. I mean, like it was just for work. You know, it was just a scene, and she's yeah. a great actress. And then she starts flirting, and you're like, "Oh my god, what? No, it's actually real. Like there actually is some yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, flirtation." Yeah. Yeah. Totally, and so there's just, just I've a good got a reveal. You know, I was totally fooled by this one. I thought that that guy was the photographer, 
when they were in the pool. <laughs> in the pool. That's funny. So, and then when right. it was revealed to be a scene, I I was like double fooled, you know. Yeah, I actually the the first time I watched the film, I was confused because I was like. I thought it was the photographer as well, and then I couldn't tell for a minute, and then I just thought he looked weird for some reason, and then so yeah, I was I it got me really good because I thought the whole the whole scene was real um, yeah. as well the first time I watched it. But but no, can I, I say that the uh, oh yeah I was just and saying it was I, real the whole time. I was time. like <laughs> in a sense I was like triple fooled because I I thought that she was like rehearsing for the scene, you know what I mean? And I didn't I didn't quite get the voiceover part. I thought that they were like doing like a comment on like the actual scene, but that earlier the thing was real. I so I was, I was so lost. I'll admit it. Mm. All right, who is the most fooled? Look, <laughs> look, I know John's dying to say something, but I really want to just say the cringe obvious take that I said that I was going to say in relation to the balloon. Okay, can we all just say the balloon is modernity? Can we all just say that it's obviously the same thing about the what What can I do for you? It's obviously the immigrant lady trying to get over the border. There's obviously some sort of like wish associated with the balloon and the yeah. thing that kills you. Yeah. What can I do for you? Balloon? Ba- balloon. Can we just all agree that the penis shape, the combo? Amadou balloon. Amadou for you. The balloon is clearly a penis. Can I say that the, say that the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. scene, uh, one thing that uh, I love about the whole pool scene is that uh, there's like a few very dramatic like visual things that happen. And uh, I like that it's kind of like Hanukkah saying, uh, in some way, I took it as Hanukkah saying, um... Something like, I, I could be telling the story this way, but I'm not. Or something like that. Like, this is what I could be doing to you. Like, I could be manipulating you yeah, this so much. Yeah, so true. And then, and then, and then, but like, he's not. I mean, and then you have, the whole film is clearly n- so uh, reserved and so, like, uh, distant comparatively to, like, this, like, thing that he just gets you invested in instantly and makes you feel bad and scared and blah 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 so true never creating artificial suspense out of some type of potentially truly tragic event maybe like this kid falling yeah. off oh is the kid gonna fall off oh, oh my god that it, that was so crazy yeah i was so worried though yeah, yeah. Was it was, so so he, did it, he did it so well right yeah the, yeah the zoom the zoom on the ground it goes to the kid's face yes. and then the zoom yes. on the ground and then he falls i mean it's yeah, it's so yeah, yeah. crazy like it, it so intense super manipulated and, worth noting also just to contrast that scene is i'm fairly confident that the entire film like there's i don't think there's any zooms i don't think there's any shallow focus i think it's pretty much the whole thing is deep focus with the exception of like a couple scenes wherein it's not exactly like wide open like uh like the the scene where the guy uh picks up the 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 woman from Kosovo. By the way, I think I've been saying Serbia should be saying Kosovo, something like that. I might be wrong. Um, anyway, that's like a shallow depth of field, but it's not not that. Anyway, just to just to back up the fact that not only are they different in strategy, but like uh, just the the literal photography is like drastically different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's well, like I- a bunch of cuts. There's like a bunch of cuts in that scene, and 
in the film, well, right? Every section is separated by black and white, and it's just single takes, with the exception of the photography. Well, and also the fact that every actor is deaf in this entire film. It's like, <laughs> impressive. They're all deaf. Deaf kids. It's really a, a, really all a, deaf a testament. Every child in this film is actually deaf. Do the deaf kids live in modernity if they can't really hear it? No, they live in... <laughs> I, uh... I Seriously, have, though. I have a bombshell report. I have breaking okay. news. Breaking so, news. there is another layer to the extent of us being fooled, right? There's another layer to it. The uh, So, the the war photography and, and the photographer, that stuff is all related to Kosovo, and they talk about it when talking about his photography. But the, mm. the immigrant woman is Romanian. So, mm. she goes back to Romania. Oh. Okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did I did equate them uh, in terms of scenery. I was like, in my head, you know, I was like, oh, well, he went to where she, he went to the conflict that ruined her home, you know, and she's living yep. in this ramshackle home. Mm. Yeah, so nah, I guess I she lives in a nice home. It's nearly no. finished. That's a great house, dude. I love that house. They have a couch. Oof. I mean, they, yeah, have, they a have a couch. They have a couch. Dude, I, they, yeah, they drink I, and party at night. Dude, awesome. What more could you want? And also, sorry. What more could you want? What can I do for you? Sorry. Well, can, can I say that the, the, uh, the, if, now that you brought up the house, uh, the first time I viewed that, I didn't really know, like, what to think of it or whatever. I was mostly just like, oh, cozy family, you know? Like, I, I like that. And then the second time I viewed it, um, I was kind of paying more attention to her. And she seems to be happy in a lot of ways but she's i don't know she's like distant or something and, and i think that like this the the world uh as it could be or something like that like where she's seen it in like france and stuff is is has made it so it's like what is a nice house there which is not a very nice house you know like i mean mm -hmm. there's like a i mean it, i don't know it, i mean it's all run down and and torn apart and blah 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 and like them having a couch is like a a great thing you know i mean I, th I think i think that the whole situation makes her sad whereas like everyone else it makes them like happy and then there's like this expression uh made by like or th there's this little like moment where they talk about the 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 girl who has dreams of grandeur you know like her grand her granddaughter i think it is and like that they would have oh, multiple oh. pieces of furniture and like yeah, i, I don't know i think i think it's all the armrests huh? they have yeah. that they would have the armrests or yeah armchairs. yeah and, and i think that this whole situation just builds up like her eventual deci decision to go back to europe uh yeah. as yeah so to further your point the the girl who says like oh i want armchairs is discovered she is the girl who's getting married and it's briefly discussed after the armchair comment that the the, the family that she's getting married into has a nicer home so now she's seen oh. nicer so it's exactly like you're saying and it's just, it also mirrors uh, Jean slash Brody and the father saying like, oh, he's dissatisfied with the house. It's not a good, it's got, it's not good enough for the prince or whatever he says, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously the, the father is trying to escape modernity and all this type of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm, no, noteworthy, noteworthy comment on noteworthy, okay, yeah. on, uh, on uh, modernity. Uh, the photographer at the dinner scene I was just watching it again because I was looking for something specific um, but you know he makes a comment about how you know life 
in the in the war zone wherever he's taking those pictures was it's uh it's simple there and he had you know somebody at the dinner table asked him he says you know how is it to come back to civilization and he says well it's simple it's simple there and everything here is much harder um which is kind of a kind of a strange thing to say but definitely relevant to yeah i mean life does seem simpler over there for like the woman you know yeah i, I mean like you go over there and 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 i think that it's uh yeah, I mean, they're, they're like, contrasting views. Like, he, he wants to, like, live a simpler life, you know, where all he does is, like, take photos and live with, like, these people and not deal with modernity. And she, like, wants to reap... The, but he's already been blessed with, like, the rewards of being born into, like, a higher class or whatever in modernity, and she has not... And so, like, he's, like, able to reminisce about the simplicity of life. Whereas yeah. she, all she sees is this thing that she doesn't have that she wants to give to her family or, like, support her family. And I think that, I think that there's a, it, it's, she's, like, in the car with that guy in, in Kosovo. And he talks about how his, like, sister or wife or something is in Europe and sending money back and making good money or something like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that that also goes to kind of her dream to get money hey uh try your audio is suddenly picking up you can hear this. yeah it doesn't it just, uh, yeah i told you i told you I'm all the, the it's all getting renovated it's not gonna <laughs> i i can fix it uh in our call but the the audio that's going to the the worldwide oh, audience see. is gonna but be it's it's, uh, it's the bathroom renovation gonna... right yeah i'm getting the double tub put in it's gonna be six, <laughs> dude. Six hundred gallons. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh! I can barely drink one. <laughs> <laughs> um, to to sort of boost that point a little bit. Um, let's see here. Yeah, like right, like so. I was saying in the beginning is like uh, I I'm sort of signed on to that comment, or at least within the film for sure. The 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 non modern places seem simpler. Uh, even the, the, the artificially modern places like the one created by the father-son where it's about taking care of the bulls and, 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 and harvesting, right, harvesting crops and things like this, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like the highly sophisticated work done by Anne or done by the photographer who discusses the ecology of the image, right? Like this is sort of highfalutin sophisticated work. But I suppose like... Uh, one like idea would be like, well, is simpler better or something like this? And maybe unless someone unless someone wants to stick with this particular idea, I feel like that discussion of uh, sophistication versus uh, something more simple and like is one really more pleasant than the other, something like this, uh, I think bears some relationship to the scene where the father of Amadou, who uh taxi driver in the streets uh wise prophet in the sheets um right like he's this like really important figure in the home and uh his wife although we don't know it at the time is discussing with him right um this sequence i mean is anyone seeing kind of similarities here because like basically yeah yeah totally right she's like like super crazy beliefs like about yeah yeah she's like super distraught about the situation and about the, the 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 bad things happening in their family whether it be like a curse yeah the 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 issue with amadou or the sort of drug dealing uh fiasco at school with uh philippe or whatever the kid's name is uh jean-pierre maybe um 
But yeah, at the same time, like she attributes these things to spirits and ghosts and sort of, uh, you know, not exactly like modern ideology. So wait, so you think that there is a bit more like ambiguousness about like if modernity is actually something that is worth chasing after? I think I think of the photographer as sort of like the the young naive artist mm-hmm. who is definitely onto something but thinks what he's onto is something different than what he really is and he has this sort of righteousness about him like like you guys were talking about earlier and so like i think what he fails to realize like i think like his his first level analysis is like it's only complicated like this the sophistication and complexity of life mainly exists in modernity and elsewhere it's simpler and like what he is implying but failing to realize is not the case is that uh, that sophistication is not synonymous with uh, with like uh, unhappiness or something like this. Okay. Like that sophistication is like. So so you I don't but, know. like I, so I, I'm do you just... think there do you think there's somewhere in the film that uh, like recognizes that um, because. Like, from what I could see, or from what I could remember, those who are completely disconnected from modernity are displayed as a bit more happy. For example, like, all the people drinking. um, Yeah, but their material conditions are obviously not great. Well, but, you know, but they're they're still acting and being displayed as, like much happier and in, in, in a better place than anybody uh, in well, the, the I'm not so sure I feel like the only I mean, case in which that is I don't I, I think the only example you, you would have is like the uh, oh gosh what are they Serbian which one what, is, what did we learn which, which the, people? the Romanian Serbian Argentine? Romanian Romanian okay <laughs> like the Romanian people right are allegedly happy but we also see them terribly unhappy due to their like constant draw towards modernity and like and like and it's well, not that, something well it's but it's well, inescapable okay because that was sort of my point is like all the people who aren't in like in modernity and have completely separated themselves from it you know there's some sort of like happiness associated Ooh, with the them father. like well the father the reason like what made him so miserable is because his son was so attracted to the modernity in the same sense that the um the beggar woman was and like had they had been completely disconnected then you know yeah i don't know the fact that they only ate beets and that's all he had to offer him kind of made me think that he's not is he's not just dissatisfied with the son's pull to mm-hmm. modernity there is some sort of understanding on his part that what he has what he's chosen what his life is and stuff it's not enough for the son okay but I yeah think, that makes sense but that is the case because modernity right like he talks about how like this is a dying way of life like you can't like you know this is there's no future here is what he says Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, well, I mean, it's true because his son leaves, but also maybe I just think modernity. Yeah, I think that's sort of modernity's fault, but it's also, it doesn't have to be. I mean, the you can imagine uh, a failing farm being unable to feed the children in like any point in time. You know, I think, yeah. that, I think that his failure is less the fault of modernity. The son's pull to modernity 
is is that modernity says like what 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 what's the statement? What's the Taliban soldier? What's the statement? How can I help you? What can I do How, for you? Yeah, what, what can, can I do, do for you? you? Right. So the sun obviously is pulled to modernity given that same line, you know, but um, but that his dissatisfaction with his state of life is not because of modernity. I mean, I think that the dissatisfaction because he's not he's not depicted. I think you could say for the um, Romanian uh, people that their dissatisfaction. Uh, is because of modernity, because they opt to leave their place and go over there and stuff, whereas they could have chosen just to drink and be jolly in their home and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the sun is never shown, like, there's no jolly option uh, in the home. You know, there's, the the father is failing to provide, like, the basic, you know, decent meals and things like that. And if you want to say, like, the, the, the super structure, the economic structure of modernity has made the farm a bad way of life, and so he can't provide a good food then that's perhaps the case but that's i don't think that's the modernity that hanukkah is attacking here yeah, it's much more yeah. this this social impulse to move towards something on on like a dream or something like that that mm-hmm. he's attacking i think there's also just worth noting like something about the 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 migrant group that like the opportunities presented by modernity like financial opportunities are like compulsively too good to ignore given their material circumstance or something like but true, yeah. although she she has gone there, realized it's fake, leaves, and goes back only to be in it again. You know, like yeah. so her reason for going isn't even the monetary reason. No, know? well, no, well, she she gets there and then finds out at that drinking that the party card. that the yellow card that she thought she the was gonna card. get when she gets there is no longer available, and so she is now doomed once again to a beggar life. <laughs> oh wait what no say that again sorry well, so when when she arrives right there's like that remember when she like cries to the woman right right so that occurs in france and she starts to cry because they're discussing while they're drinking she learns that you know woman a who told her she was going to sell her her yellow card enabling her to have an actual job actually sold it to someone else and so now she's in france without the ability to work like she thought she was going to have so right. it seems like I'm just saying it's worth noting that she but, thought she was going to get she, something else. Doesn't she engage in that twice though? She, I don't know. Somewhere. I don't. I don't know if we know the first the story. Well, I mean, the we first don't, time we don't know this first circumstances, but I think I think Stephen's point still stands because it's like, I mean, look at the situation she's in when she's in that place in France with like all those people. I mean, it's just it's like super super rundown, like dingy. There's like eight of them living in this tiny space or whatever, or just gathered in this tiny space i don't know if they're living there but but i think i think the the point being that um she must recognize that it is not like you walk into france and there's jobs everywhere that like that 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 what she's drawn to france for is the monetary thing but that this dream is still not guaranteed and that it just might be guaranteed with this whole yellow card situation Blah blah blah. I mean, mm-hmm. but but I still I still think that the draw the draw towards France into modernity or whatever is still. Um, I mean, it, it's still it's still like takes place in the realm of like ideas and emotion and not and not like the material yeah not conditions. not yeah not actually yeah not actually the promise of like fiscal gain. I don't think that's really what's compelling her because I don't think I think that her dissatisfaction with home. I was also reading it the whole time. I'm also confused. She's she's so old. You know, you would think you would just succumb to this like matriarchal lifestyle where you like care for the home and the children and and do this, mm-hmm. but no. Instead, she's adopting this kind of like childlike naivety about 
getting to France and like maybe she wants to provide for the family, but it seems like the family's actually relatively content with what they have there. So it doesn't seem like there's actually much of a social compulsion uh to to go there or any sorry a social thing compelling her to do it um but rather just like this very you know psychic nature of like what her fantasy about the place is Mm -hmm. and about like probably just her own personal dissatisfaction with uh you know her her circumstance or whatever i don't know yeah there is something individualized about her situation which i think like she talks about her experience of shame like that story Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. i think that's probably something important in terms of you know why she's come back or like uh also could probably be framed as like like at home she exists in that state right she's not in france but like um she's they're in this like super low quality material living Mm. and uh comparatively like there's something about like uh modernity like forces itself upon these people as a frame of reference to which they compare their lives or something. Right. But not all of them. Not all for of them. For her. It did for, for her, her, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, could we move on to, I have, I have an idea for a larger topic that I just thought of Whoa. just now. Like how big? How big? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I was just thinking, I was just thinking kind of, nothing super specific about like the the different um kind of the the different characters of like uh like men you know and like how men are portrayed in this film in each situation um like you have the father yeah (laughs) you have the you have the father uh on the farm and then which i don't know i I do want to talk more particularly about him and a a few scenes uh like this motorcycle one troy's got playing but the uh, this this smile he's got oh yeah so sad but yeah the the father and then um the artist george uh and then also the uh the guy on the subway that stands up for uh for juliet binoche's character anna when the kid spits spits on her uh do you know what i'm talking about like the guy who's sitting next to her he like takes off his glasses yeah, yeah, and, like yeah. stands up i don't know i i love that scene and i love that guy so much yeah that's that like, one of my favorite he, scene in the movie i don't know he, such like, yeah he also is multi-ethnic and i yeah, actually think yeah. that is worth noting. yeah super yeah definitely noting. definitely he stands up for but, but yeah i mean i i just i like this like kind of common man like uh everyday like uh mm-hmm. i don't know it, it was it was very yeah yeah it, it was it, i don't know i thought i thought it was pretty moving um yeah i don't know i mean i, I don't even know if there's anything to talk about like like men portrayed besides like specific ones you know i'm not getting a huge i don't have any gendered thoughts okay I don't have any gender. All yeah, my not thoughts, a, not a single one. I, all I my thoughts no are gendered, gender thoughts. but I don't have any like <laughs> gender specific thoughts about it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the dad then. Yeah, the dad obviously looks like Savoy Zizek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I was gonna I was planning on saying that at some point. As uh, okay. Oh, oh, as no, that's it. That no, it's not a chill out i was just saying that we're in the same wavelength there. oh yeah i'm not this isn't look brody i'm sorry man i'll i'll get back to you dude i really shouldn't have done dude, that I'm about, I'm, about, I'm about to fucking leave dude this no there, i was just doubling down on it making it more ridiculous there is a bunch of stuff i don't know it kills the cows 
the cows scene uh, kills the bulls. Yeah, I I when I love I love how the killing of the bulls or the cows is like you hear the sound before. Yeah, uh, you see anything, you just hear the 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 gunshot like air. It's not bah! a gunshot. It's, it a, is a gunshot. it's an air thing. No, no have you like not seen video, is this not? is a device that features heavily in another Hanukkah film that I Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, but you, but it's loaded with a round, uh, a, a blink, with no, it has no lead on the projectile, but it's a, oh. it's the part of the bullet. I'm like okay, I had, I had no idea how the thing worked either oh, way, but you hear the sound of the device, yeah. and yes. then, and then the thud, and you don't know what's going on, and then it's revealed that, I mean, I, I like that the killing of the cows is not shown. You just get this insane shot where he walks past yeah, all really so good. many of them. Really good. It's so so sad. Yeah, and like, why does he? And I, I mean, I don't know why he does it exactly. Like some type of self-destructive behavior. Like, oh, you know, my son's gone, my dynasty is over. You know, this is a dying way of life. I better just end it. Oh, I'm so frustrated. But uh, I don't know. We should talk maybe more about that. But I just want to add that I love this beautiful shot of the father plowing the fields. He is back on the horse again. He is working. We don't have to worry about him. It was a very beautiful shot. I was taken aback at this one. It's uh, quite. I also like the. Uh, it's earlier on in the movie, the dinner scene, the first dinner scene with the son. I thought that mm. was pretty, pretty. The, uh, the beets. Beautiful. Where he gives him the beets with yeah. the beets. Yeah. yeah. Dude, imagine that just eating so straight dope. beets. Beets and bread. God damn, that yeah. bread looked good on that table. Yeah, yeah the bread looks good. <sighs> just beets. Oh, so sad. What do we got? I, I actually don't. Everyone wants to talk about different things. Oh, we have another acting thing. She acts. Um, I kind of want to talk about the uh, the subway scene. I feel like this is a fruitful. With the one with Anna, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subway, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's multiple. The subway scene with Anna. This is the ultimate Rorschach test. What about where the wait, wait wait time out time out what about where the what about the other subway scene where the photographer uh, is sitting down and then the obviously attractive though we only get like the profile glimpses of the lady but the obviously attractive like young woman sits across from him and you have this long scene where he's like kind of looking at her but looking away looking at her looking away yeah you know trying not to like just yeah essentially trying not to like stare because you know it's gonna be a trip and. I don't know, just the obvious comparison with uh, uh, Binoche's character who, you know, ends up pursuing another another guy. So there's something, like, kind of sad about uh, the photographer in this case, as in a tragedy associated mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, there, there is something that needs to be more fleshed out about this photographer because, like, he is, right, like, he, well, I'm just kidding. is he? I don't know. Well, no, don't in know. a way, no, in a way... He yeah. sort of fancies. I mean, it, it might be something like that because the photographer is like, right, trying to project, you know, the three-dimensional reality into this two D image, and like present it as reality, right? And he gets called out at the table for like, what's the point of taking the photos if you can't actually communicate with them? And he says, yeah. "I know." And then I forget exactly what he says when he's looking at uh, later when he talks about the ecology of the image and basically how like he says like I don't know how to speak about the value of the uncommunicated message. Mm-hmm. But and then he doesn't really say or something like this, and I feel like he's trying to say like like the sense I'm getting is like I should try or something. But like he's also doing this thing where he's like, 
based on his views of like modernity is sophisticated and non-modernity is simple and like kind of this view of like uh like good and bad or whatever like he is projecting a modern like a modern psychology or something onto these like uh non-modern places and things and like um yeah which i i don't know there's something maybe not maybe not modern maybe not modern i mean maybe maybe it's as as simple as just saying the artist like it is very he has a very artistic lens to things Mm -hmm. um and like and like and tries to value that as highly uh highly as possible but it it seems to i mean i think by the at the end the reading is that things fall kind of short there's something very sad about that but uh yeah, I don't. Well, know. I, mean, I don't. Know. I'm saying this, tra- but the transition to the subway photos is a transition towards a material that is understandable, and like emotionally real, and you know, something like this. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, this is uh, sort of like a completion of the dialogue, right? Is uh, the ph- the photographer character? He goes to these uh, third world, quote unquote, non modern countries. Um, and takes photographs and brings them back, whereas the people from these countries, they're looking to come in and uh, pursue dreams or, like, acquire experiences and, and uh, you know, maybe take something back home to, to their families, uh, whether monetary or promises of success or something. Uh, so, like, it, it's also, it's just like a completion of the, the dialogue between the two the the modern and the non modern society the 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 non modern is looking to extract uh, mm. resources mm-hmm. and experiences from the modern society and the modern society is looking to do the same with the non modern one but it's one is like commodified and one is you know something else abstract yeah abstract like romanticized uh, made abstract yeah made yeah romantically abstract mm. like that. yeah yeah <sighs> subway scene the other one yeah a little class warfare on the subway yeah worth noting that uh yeah i think it's super uh, i don't know i don't know do we have more thoughts on i don't i don't mean to switch it up uh the only other thought i have is that okay we all agree that this lady is attractive right even yeah, though we, first, never, we basically from. never see her face we see like a corner shot of her chin and like dimple like a slight profile but we basically never get to see there you get that and then I think at the very beginning you get a little bit too when she's standing. Yeah, I think You're when she leaves you see Oh what he oh no. Yeah, he leaves. Oh the one oh I thought you were talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the older lady, the one that yeah, comes yeah. to sit in front of him after, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking if she was the girl from piano teacher Ooh. or something. Could be oh, yeah, no. it looks like but, her. The, there you go. No no, this lady's certainly younger. This lady is Yeah. Like certainly maybe, not. maybe maybe late twenties or something like that. It's Boom. it's funny. Ooh. It's it's funny too that the uh, so he's wearing the camera around his neck and the camera is pointed right at her, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's something going on there with with his camera being on her, but us right. not seeing her. Right, mm. and 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 he doesn't want to see her either. Like he keeps trying to avert his gaze all the time. Yeah. If you watch, like, yeah, 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 totally. And if you see the scenes like prior to this, like he's adjusting it so that it's centered perfectly over his chest uh, when he's in the mirror, he does something like that. Like he's adjusting with the strap, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's something about that. Like he's um, he's yeah. like a what do you call it? like I don't know like a receptacle. Like it's weird because 
when his camera it's it's a tool for him you know he points it at at these things like he takes all these pictures of of these war-torn countries and these atrocities uh right. yet now his his camera is pointed at something beautiful but he's not it's taking right the picture in front of him. right 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 the the classic wait wait what do you mean he's not it's right taking in front the picture of he, he took the picture he, he takes oh, the picture he? you Sorry. can hear it well, yeah it's, it's very yeah, you, can it. you can hear it yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't i don't remember him taking the picture yeah you he can you it. can it's hear it because he did a really good closes. job hiding it so yeah yeah, yeah. See. yeah you've been yeah i mean i i i didn't i didn't actually get this whole like beautiful woman angle when watching it um but if to adopt it i like the ambiguity of what it is he's doing and what he's not trying to focus on or focus on because what he is doing is trying to take a photo and hide it. Um, well, well, I think she's for sure uh, beautiful, and that he is—he does want to capture her beauty, but he yeah, wants to do it yeah. discreetly, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And, okay, and there's also—I wanted to say that there's something interesting going on by never giving us a clear view of her face. This is as this is as clear as we get. This profile shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something there's something I, I don't know. Does anybody else like it seems like I think Ellis Warner agrees like there really is like something interesting about how she's being obfuscated. He's off he's intentionally obfuscating his view of her and and he lets the camera apparently the camera takes a picture though. I was I didn't know that. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I think all of that's pretty intentional, but whatever. No no no, I, I agree. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that uh yeah, I mean I, I think I think I think the the rather than have a scene where he's just sitting there and there's no camera and he's like trying not to look at her, having it be as though what he is trying to do is he is trying to interact. Okay, go ahead, Troy. Oh, I, just I mean, I don't, to... I don't, I don't know. I was like trying to figure out how to end the oh. sentence. I didn't really know. Okay, I was just trying to say after you, but uh, yeah, I think there's something definitely hidden going on in that one. I think he's experimenting, right? Like he's totally taking a new direction here. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know if he knows what he's taking a picture of. Like, like what is this right. new place, right? Like he, 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 I don't know. It's a radical shift from him in terms of content and intent and audience, presumably. And uh, I think it's it's something about like uh, this is some kind of I don't know. I had the feeling that he wasn't exactly sure what he was doing and like was sort of going into the unknown here in terms of like his 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 work mm-hmm. so maybe like uh it's not it's not clear to us like we can't see what he sees and maybe he also does not see what he sees right well maybe they're and, like what the camera will capture is gonna be interesting maybe maybe there's something here about he i mean obviously there's the immediate context which is he's not looking at her because of you know you know, whatever obvious reasons it would be impolite or something. Yeah. yeah. But right. like, uh, you could, you might be able to interpret it as uh, like you. He's not able to see the real thing. He can only see like the photograph of it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So right. you're always interfacing with like the, you know, the simulation of the, uh, of the subject, whether it be the war photos or other subway photos you know it's like you're always a layer removed and he himself is even a, a layer removed because he never stares at her he only gets the photograph which he presumably will look at and so that's already like a, a layer of alienation mm-hmm. um tro- what 
to go, I don't know if this is just literally, Troy, what you were saying, or if this is adding on to it, um, but with his conversation with the their, uh, like, the couple's friends, you know, and they're, like, having this argument about, like, the image and blah, 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 and, like, photography, um, he clearly has this idea about, I know what's going on over here, and I'm trying to communicate it to the people over here. Um, and so like what he's taking a photo of is something that is like elusive that he's trying to compress this big thing into a small thing and then show people. Whereas the, whereas the subway, like you said, with like this, uh, he doesn't even know what he's trying to capture or whatever is entirely different. It's not like he knows what he's taking a photo of and is trying to communicate it to other people. He's just taking a photo of it. Yes. Um, Precis- yeah. yeah, precisely. Okay. Right. He's, he's, he, yes. Okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if connecting camp. it to the dinner conversation was 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 useful, like uh, a useful comment. But but I like um, the way it sounded. But yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds like it, I mean, it seems it seems to me as though it really like like uh, as far as like an actual progression, not just by evidence of the first set of photos to the second set of photos, an actual progression in his mindset is like expressed um, by him right. himself. So I mean, I think it bolsters what you're saying. And we've already said it, but it's the transition from like a, a more manipulative yet hollow image to yes. a more, let me actually just try and show you something rather than tell you about something. Yeah. And in, in his, in his letter or whatever, over the top of the, the second set of images, he expresses his doubt about, about his own position and like how that he says something like, maybe she's right. Uh, speaking about the 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 woman that he's arguing always yeah, arguing with yeah yeah um yeah steven do you have something i think uh not really I, th- I i guess the final comment i'd make without going into it too much is that i think her beauty and probably uh in some way uh his relationship to art and maybe our relationship to art in general is very uh objet a this is like clearly a case of objet art in that th- things are made beautiful through their uh, like elusive quality or something like that. Um, especially in, in her face, it's literal. It's literally just that we don't get like a clear view of her face. Uh, in his case, uh, there is still the thing which he desires. Like he he won't look directly at. There's I think that I actually lean toward a little bit more towards uh, Elsmore's reading, which I don't think is incompatible with anything. But it is that there is some sort of beauty right in front of him, um, but that he's not going to look at it. That's not necessarily a failing. That's just like the nature of like his assessment. Like that's like the nature of uh, what we ascribe value to. Uh, that things are like rely on some sort of obfus- obfuscatory uh, quality about him, uh, which could be uh, even like rendering something into a picture actually creates a veil for the viewer, which makes it more valuable like that's like a theory of photography in general like there's something uh, there's a new value to photography in the fact that it can't communicate uh this three-dimensional quality or something like that it's 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 total ineptitude but that we 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 ascribe value and we make it becomes more valuable for its attempt at doing it or something like that so can can this remain consistent even though it's revealed that he's basically just taking pictures of everybody on the subway and that this project is like i don't know more about like just people on the subway in general rather than right the, yes okay that's what that's the sec so the second comment i made was about art in general so it would apply to the 
taking all the pictures of the people. Hmm. The first comment is about the filmic rendition of the scene, which is that we don't ever get a good view of her. Okay. And I think that that's actually relatively intentional that we don't get a good view of her. Okay. Yeah, and like to have the the yeah the scene. I mean, like the most of the scene is spent trying to get a photo of this woman, and like yeah, I mean that Hanukkah chose to do that, like as opposed mm-hmm. to like sitting across right. from like an old man. Right. And, yeah, right. As opposed to a scene where he takes pictures of like several different yeah older people or something like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. And and I don't know if I'm missing that's already been mentioned, but like it seems relevant that the camera is like in some way. Not autonomous, but like he doesn't even know what he's taking. Like he literally isn't looking through the camera, right? Like he is yeah. pulling himself out of this equation. And obviously like there's this, uh, like the analogy is to like the work of Hanukkah and like his anti-manipulation um, mm-hmm. thinking at least. And just like, uh, like likening his work to the photos we see as being people that are clearly like um like you clearly look at these photos and like a lot about these people is communicated and yet like you really don't know right anything it's about cut. them yeah it kind and of just communicated yeah 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 stuff gets i mean look at this guy's face right like it's just just like these photos are in my mind undeniably very interesting yeah and like and there's something yeah, super good. real about it really and all these good. things and uh and yet like you basically don't come away knowing more about them or, or anything anyway it just yeah, yeah, i'm just yes. drawing the right. obvious that, comparison to hanukkah's yeah. films and like the approach he's trying to take here of like let me show you these people's lives i'll show you just a screen like just a photo of them right like just a moment in time uh in which these things are happening but like there's no you don't get the narrative you don't get to know where it's going or where it came from and you don't get to know you know uh what it all means or something which is what i think the ending sequence like, I don't know, when I see it, I am like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is the thing. It's going to happen. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But like the, the, the ending sequence with the drumming is like so intense and I am so ready for it to all come together or something to happen or some thing, mm-hmm. right? And like really it's just a couple little things and, and, and it just that's just the rhythm. Like the, the drumming goes on or something, you know? Yeah. Um. If we could move to talking about the drumming, um, I think it's an interesting choice that, like, what the, uh, um, I mean, I, I don't actually know if it's as blunt or as, uh, like, on the nose as, as, um, as, as this, or is there something more nuanced to it, but to have, like, the, the deaf kids and the whole, like, allegory of the deaf kid, the deaf kids or, or this kind of idea, um, metaphor, to have them be the ones that are like drumming, like creating the the thing that that um, creates this like overture that uh, where it's like the first time in the film that all of these characters are seen back to back with no f- fragmented black between each thing, and it like f- it feels as though it's all becoming one thing or whatever. But yeah, just having it be like the deaf kids that are like the ones drumming. But then I was gonna ask. Uh, I, I, there seems to be something loaded about having like Amadou like what he's teaching the deaf kids to do is to drum, which they can't hear it, you know. No, like they the, feel it. I feel like it's feel the only thing. They feel it. They definitely feel it. I feel like it's the only thing deaf kids could do. Well, is drum. 
Well, and music sign. They can sign. I mean, they can have fans. They can think. Well, yeah, I know, but but I, it <laughs> seems. Car wheels. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, think think about like. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's other things he could have them do. I mean, it's obviously a choice to have them drum, uh-huh. and like it's an interesting choice. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm not with it at all. I think of well, music I mean, options, drumming is like the obvious one. Well, it's like music no, options. No, no, no. That's not. I don't. I don't think oh. that John is paying attention specifically to the fact that they are drums. I think he's oh. going to the fact that the thing which plays while all the coalescing of the narrative occurs is done by the deaf children. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was my. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was no, my I first think, thing. Yeah, 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 I think it is. I think it's relevant for sure. I'm just saying the choice of drumming. I thought you were saying the choice no. of drumming. Why? And I'm saying this seems like a super obvious thing. Like it's the only instrument they could realistically. Yeah, it seems like yeah. Beethoven played piano, but no. I mean, <laughs> no. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, just the fact that that the the like community like service or whatever that like Amadou is doing at this deaf school that his, his sister goes to or whatever like he's teaching them to like i i don't know i mean i mean the the whole oh do you mean like a do you mean like a tribal roots thing like a cultural i, I don't know what i mean anymore now i'm confused i i i thought i i mean i still think that the uh the uh uh okay i like the drumming because it is completely like auditory and that like his and that it can take place without any explanation or or um explanation or like time like i don't know like it appears on screen when the deaf kids are drumming and you know exactly what's going on instantly and i don't know you feel everything without having ever anything without having to pick up on like cues uh, and like lines and people acting and blah 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 it's something that's like immediately expressed and clear what's going on and emotionally effective which I think I think that's that's answer to my question of what I was trying to ask about like why the drumming blah blah blah. Yeah, I think. Well, obviously the the you know the cringe pragmatic purpose is that it's just such an awesome like motif to have recur because it just sounds and feels good when you're listening to it happen earlier on. You know, do 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 do. You know, yeah. it was fun the fun the first time, and I think it happens the second time, and then this time. Uh, I mean, now it now it serves this like practical end. There just there just is something about like having a uh, recurring motif um, that it like I don't know. You just see something a few times uh, within the same narrative, and it takes on some sort of fun quality that like binds it all together. And you can create you can create that out of any thing. Obviously, drums is an awesome one to use, and I'm sure that there's reasons you could explain, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I don't know, just a, a case of recurring motif. I don't know. The biggest thing that, to me that stands out about the drumming, in particular at the end, is the fact that it's not literally there. And it's the only case, right? Like, yeah. music music is being overlaid. I mean, of course, the music is, like, originating in, like, a real place in the film. Yeah. But, right? And it, 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 it just seems to me to notably not belong. And I'm, I was trying to think hard last night when i watched it like why why because it, it definitely it's clear like the it's clear the effects it generates in terms of my stress levels or what i think is going to happen and it creates this huge atmosphere yeah. Yeah. and the way it drones on and all these things but I, I was struggling to come up with something smart to say about 
like this is a very distinct moment in the film where there's basically music, which is something you never have in Hanukkah films outside of music that is physically taking place in the film. Um, I mean, I can I, I don't really understand like what you're, what you're like failing to make a point about. Cause I think you've kind of already made it just like when you're talking about like waiting for something to happen and like this feeling of everything coinciding and like and like becoming one big thing right well well this is and like... this this aids to subvert that yeah maybe the maybe one of the primary intentions of it was to prime you to feel like when you have this when you have this like uh you know this thing that's taken on some mm. sort of uh you know uh what's the term like i don't know like like a value within the narrative itself um isolated into this narrative and you kind of enter this world uh, yeah, just just that it that it it cues you to think that okay, this this I've seen this before. We keep being given it uh, without an answer exactly. Now I'm seeing it while all these characters are coming together. There is some sort of like intuitive sense I think when you're watching that there is going to be an answer or there is going to be an epic climax moment, uh, which does something. Uh, yeah, and it subverts that. So it could well, be for that it, very reason. It, it subverts it, but I just thought of something. Um... Okay, so you have like the deaf kids playing the drums. It's like the super loaded metaphor for communication and all this that the the film's been exploring. And then and then it's happening over the top of all these these events or whatever of like failure to communicate, blah blah blah. Um, and then the film doesn't uh, it, the 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 climax is the the film uh, the film's like failure to communicate or something like that. Like that, I mean, it's not like the film doesn't deliver because there's nothing to deliver because of this like barrier of communication or something like that. Uh, no, I mean, I am I? I no? I think you're on something for sure, but I disagree about failure to communicate because well, it okay. sets you up to think it's going to, and then it doesn't. I don't think it's failing to or, communicate as okay, much yeah, as not... it's acknowledging. Like, I don't know. That's why I just the music thing. Why? Like, it manipulates you. And then says, well, actually, I was just manipulating you. And yeah. like that seems, I'm trying to get, like, that seems like an occurrence. And I'm trying to figure out, like, why. Like, I don't think that, just like seeing that is good enough alone. But I agree that there's 100% something about the relationship, the communicative relationship between the audience there, like, that is being talked about. Yeah. I don't and, know. Yeah. And wait, then you, I, and wait, then, I, I feel like it's been answered. I, I still, I still don't really get it. Like, sorry, so wait, John, so you, were you gonna say something? No, John was John. Oh, say I, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about the the deaf girl or deaf kid uh, uh, at the very end, and how that's the last thing you see, and like mm -hmm. contrast it to the beginning. Maybe, maybe that'll open up more to what we're talking about. Is, 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 so, so, so you said something about the the first situation, like how the first shot. We are situated as this, uh, as the audience, like, and then it's revealed that they're like children, like guessing what they're saying. And the very end of the film is, is like bookending it or whatever, except we don't get like, we've already, we already understand that like, we're in the place of like the children at the beginning of the film. And then it's this kid doing this thing, like trying to communicate or whatever. And then, and then it just, I mean, yeah, that, that is like the last thing or whatever, um, last point i mean I, I don't even know if there's more to be said about that well, but like I, I don't know if that opens up i i think that integrates well about. into this general theme of the first time you're shown something it's 
uh, you're being manipulated, and it's it's vapid, and then it, later on the same tool is used, but it's it's used in a different way where you're presented with something quote unquote more real, where you know in the first death scene, you have the girl who's who's uh, you know trying to mime something out, and all the kids are trying to guess like what is it? What what could it be? Right? What is she doing? Right? So that's like the first occurrence of say like photographs where you're you know you're like you're looking at these these war photos and you're trying to put them all together and and grapple with like the horror or what I mean, you know but then it's later you see the the subway photos and it's just kind of a plain uh thing where there's nothing really to interpret and the same goes for the the, the final scene the the last time that you're shown the death kit is it's just there's nothing left to interpret there's no one guessing what it is it's simply just like is what you're seeing uh i don't know yeah. if that makes sense to anyone no i i like i think that sounds right to me it, in the end all you really have is incomprehensible communication at least to us maybe that's relevant but like yeah or at least i i i think that's probably good enough Maybe not. I don't know. I, <laughs> we should probably yeah. More thoughts on the end scene. I'm just noting that we're actually coming to the our time limit. Yeah. Well, oh, all right. Sad to say, you know, per usual, all these scenes we miss out on the taxi ride, the 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 woman talking to the father that was a good her scene husband. this uh the scene this where they're entire, walking oh when the yeah like the this, smoke or whatever that, yeah that was walking in the smoke really epic wait, this wait, entire wait. side story about yeah. anna yeah and 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 hearing the abuse and then receiving a letter from an unknown person oh, claiming yeah. to be the child asking for help uh which sort of rings really similar to hanukkah's other palm d'Or winning film uh hidden or cachet, which stars who, who one of the stars of that film is the man on the subway who defends Anna. Mm. Oh. Also, can we just a uh, quick shout out to the uh, piano, not the teacher, but the piano player at the dinner when he gets up and turns around and you, it's revealed one of the blonde dudes is the guy from the piano teacher. Do you guys remember that? Did you make note of that? No. What? Go Where go to it? go to go to the first dinner scene. And where where the, the, the elites are eating? Yes, and then go to the end. At one point, uh, the blonde dude stands up and turns around, and you can see it's him. All right, I'm looking for it. Isn't that later in the movie? Isn't it like in the second half? It, or not? it, might, it, is. Oh, okay. it might be later. I don't know where it is, actually. I do just remember. Are we going to no, talk about the Hanukkah the expanded one. universe? That's this one. Wait, no, no, no. Go back. Yeah, go back. Right dude, all, that all the movies right are actually that is him. one. Overall, guy. This, this, this guy... Who is oh, the guy who's back. We that see? is him. So when we see that character get up, I'm. I swear to you, it is the character from the piano teacher. Dude, Hanukkah okay. expanded universe. Uh, the Hanukkah, yeah. yeah, Hanukkah universe. Um. Anyway, so lots of stuff we didn't quite get to. What a shame. Wait, wait, wait. Can we? How close are we to the time limit? Like we are probably past. Wait, I, I didn't see no, what you're saying prob- at all, Stephen. Wait. At yeah, some I, point, at some point, he gets up. You, it might not be here. There's another time they revisit the scene. Probably, there is a point where he stands up. I'll take your word it, for it. it. It may be easier if we just look up the casting and compare it, than to I'm, look for the scene because really, it is very. I'm brief. really interested in uh, this uh, random. You, you want you want to see your twinsie? 
I want to know what's up with the funeral scene. No. Oh, it is. It wait. Oh yeah, the funeral that's... scene's good. Dude, see? I like that, that, that whole seems, thing. That seems, that seems like a bit better line wait, of drawing. What do you mean? What do you mean by same yeah, guy? Are you here. talking about yeah, the student? No, this guy. Look, else? he's yeah, no, no, no. student. No, it's the not student. him. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. It's someone yeah, else. He's about to turn around. He's gonna turn around in a second. It's someone else. Um, this could be done in a Google. Uh, I have no idea what the funeral scene's about, but I really like where they put the little shovel on on the. They they shovel a little dirt in. Yeah, I had never seen that before, and I found out it is a real thing. Is the old woman is the old woman the same old woman that lives across from her, or is it a completely different old woman? And this is just some kind of independent scene that. Oh, it's not. It him. is not him. You sure? It is not sure, him. Sure, absolutely. Uh, no, it might no, be. No, it's not. I'm not. That's not him. That's not him. Um, completely different skull shape, different hair color. Not this guy's not hot. I don't know. I don't know who He's definitely died. got scruff here. I don't know who anyone is at the funeral other than obviously Anna. Well, and the person who died is someone who helped the photographer's dad work on the barn. I'm, I'm going to be really honest. Oh, okay. I, this is another point where I was extremely confused. So I, I yeah, was, was actually confused pretty too. confused throughout the entire film, unfortunately. I thought that, that Brody, that Jean, Jean, I thought he was the son of the actress character at first oh, no. and then i no. thought that he then thought that he's the one who died and i also Whoa. thought that uh <laughs> i also you thought watched well, a very different movie <laughs> i also thought um i just completely forgot what i was going to say but it was it was really relevant to uh to this same uh idea oh fuck what did I all see? You're even confused now. No, no, because I, I was thinking, I started thinking about something else. Fuck, this is just hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, like, the photographer and the, the sister, or, yeah, the, no, I mean, I guess not the sister, the girlfriend, because the brother, the <laughs> photographer is the brother. When they go visit the father, and, uh, -huh. uh the kid, I didn't see the kid. I thought that he that was also another sign that he was dead and that they were meeting because the kid had died. And oh yeah, no, I thought alive. the kid, they talk about where is I he? thought the kid died in the sequence where where the photographer is talking about his thing with the Taliban. I thought that was a description of a terrorist event where the kid died. So You're... I was totally <laughs> lost. Right. I had I just we... I thought all these things were together. These like four separate mm. things explaining the kid's death. Which is, yeah. But all things were separate. That is unfortunate, Elsmore. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But second time's the charm. Um, we've got to wrap this up. So, ending thoughts. Um, I really like this movie. I really like this movie. Oh, big surprise. Troy loves Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to talk about more. I agree with John in my desperate desire to talk about the the the, the Anne and the abuse neighbor and all that stuff. But a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, really enjoy it on just like a visceral, emotional level. I'm going to give it a four. Um, I really like this film as well. I will definitely be rewatching it um, many times. Uh, I think it, it stands out from what I've seen of Hanukkah so far. I think it's uh, 
I love how understated so much of it is and yet how like boldly like emotionally it like affects me um yeah really enjoy this film and I am giving it a 4.2 okay this movie was good this movie is very good. I won't beat around the bush. 4.0. All right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I thought the movie was okay. Unfortunately, I uh, was not paying my best attention to the film when I watched it. I, uh, obvi- I missed out on a lot of stuff, which, through this conversation, uh, you know, I figured out what what I missed out on from me not giving the film my full attention. Uh, but regardless, I will still rate it based on my impressions, which is, a, I'm going to give it like a 3.3, and I think some of that may be uh, by virtue of my deficient knowledge about the film. Uh, I'm sticking with my original... Opening thoughts. I have not been transformed, unfortunately. Uh, while some scenes were viscerally gripping and really amazing, holistically, I just wasn't that emotionally involved and emotionally drawn. Um, which and then that made it because I was so like unenthralled. It made it not me not super willing to like you know mine for ideas and. You know, go deeper into the film and think about it a lot. So, uh, I'm just gonna give this a 2.0. Okay, a polarizing film. Wow. Um, we're, all up, we're all up and down this scale. That's quite the spread. I think two is the lowest score given by anyone so no, far. No, no, no. I believe didn't Jacob give Jacob gave one. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob gave one. Jacob gave Seventh Continent a evil. I, oh. Wait, no, hold on. Let's look. Let's look. Lowest score. 1.5. Lowest score I've got here. No. Uh, Elsmore, your only score that got documented was quote unquote evil. That's not true. So you could, Seven con. I thought at in one point on, you said con. Oh, is it on Spotify? Oh, on Spotify? Oh, okay, okay. Then we've got a win. And then in the I, mix. I right. rated Vivra Savi 1.5. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Um, also, I think. I'll, I'll delay this until after we stop recording. All right. Well, got a blast. Uh, thank you, loyal listeners. Let us know what you think in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> let us know what you think and, and drop a subscribe. The comments. Yeah, subscribe, <laughs> like, drop a, share, drop with, a share with your friends and enemies. If you're from Kosovo, <laughs> if you're from Kosovo, you know, drop us a little story. Tell us how it is. Yeah, we actually have a lot of listeners in Kosovo. And make um, yeah, prove Hanukkah wrong. We apologize for uh, you know misrepresenting your geographic yeah. location and all that stuff. All, all right. right, bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.